Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. Today on the show, we have Eileen Davidson, who many of you know from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's also a soap opera queen icon legend known for Days of Our Lives, The Young and the Restless, The Bold and the Beautiful. She's got two daytime Emmys. I mean, come on. Two daytime Emmys. Come on. And she was kind enough to call into the program and talk about all things Real Housewives, where she's at now, what projects she's working on, all that good stuff. Uh, And I really loved Eileen. I miss Eileen on the show. So I'm excited for you guys to hear my chat. And we also got to talk about a lot of those iconic moments that she had on the show. Uh, Most prominently, of course, was Beast, how dare you? (laughs) How dare you? I mean, come on. That was a moment. Come on! keep saying come on. Come on! Uh, Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the chat. Before I play it, I want to say that we have some fun interviews coming up. And if you haven't already, I encourage you to go check out the new Danny Pellegrino YouTube channel, which you can find at youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino in the number one. And I'll put a link in the episode description. But I encourage you to go check that out and subscribe to the YouTube channel. If enough of you go over there and subscribe and like the uh, videos that I'm posting, then I'll try to do more video interviews. So I've been trying to do some Zoom interviews. I put up one this week with Raquel from Vanderpump Rules. She was so lovely and wonderful to talk to. I'll also play that interview at the end of the Vanderpump Rules recap that will be out later this week. But if you want to see the interview, you can see our faces, you can see us chatting. That's on the YouTube channel, and I'm going to try to do more if you guys like it. So, um, yeah, it's over there. Uh, what else? I want to say the t-shirts and the wine glasses and all that stuff you can get at everythingiconic.store. Uh, find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. We'll be back later this week with a recap of New York Housewives, Beverly Hills Housewives, all that good stuff. Also, Atlanta is finally back with the first ever Zoom Housewives reunion, which I thought was fantastic. We'll talk about it later this week, but I just thought it was so great. Wild, weird, and wonderful. I loved it. Anyway, uh, that's all I got for you. I will leave you guys with this chat with Eileen Davidson from uh, the soaps and from uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Please enjoy. I love you all. Stay safe. Thank you to all the frontline workers. We love you. Uh, what was that noise? That scared me. It scared the bejesus out of me, you guys. Did you guys hear that noise? I'm like shaking. Oh my God. Beast, how dare you? <laughs> or I'm going to play the interview. Oh my God, I'm nervous now. What was that noise? Someone trying to, I don't know, pop a cap in my ass? I'm not sure. Anyway, enjoy my chat with Eileen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Danny, how are you? Eileen, I'm great. How are you? Well, I'm doing okay. I mean, it's a weird time. How are you doing? Right, right. You know, I'm okay. I'm a little stir crazy, right? I think we all are, but I'm happy to be healthy. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a lot of friends that have it? You know, uh, it's popping up more and more. I'm hearing from more and more people who have either been going through it or, uh, you know, even I'm hearing from friends who are like, I was sick a month ago, but I didn't want to tell anyone. I don't know. I don't know what that's about, but I'm noticing that more and more. You know, I'm noticing that too. My husband and I were just talking about that yesterday, that we think a lot of people 
aren't aren't telling people that they've had it right because maybe they're afraid that i don't know i don't know what it is but a lot of people are afraid like there's some kind of a stigma attached to it or something right you know i just interviewed someone uh, else from uh, bravo's summer house and he was telling me he was sick but he couldn't get tested but he was pretty sure that he had it uh he had all the symptoms and everything just didn't uh, go through with the test so you know who knows i think there's a lot of people like that yeah i know uh are you in california right now or where are you stationed uh-huh. okay. i'm stationed in malibu yeah and what are you and your husband doing to kind of keep sane right now? Like, what are are you watching a lot of TV? Or? You know, it's funny because uh, I'm so used to always going that it's almost kind of like been a reprieve. I mean, I'm still right. kind of busy-ish. I'm, I'm writing. So, and my niece is my writing partner and she's quarantining with us. So we've been writing together. Um, More books or what are you writing? Uh, a screenplay. So we're in the middle of our, our second our second pilot, actually. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with the business after this all settles down. But sure. So that's keeping us busy. Plus, I'm, you know, I'm cleaning the house all the time and cooking. Right. Right. That's right. kind of like my existence. I'm thinking, oh, after I talk to Danny, I think I'll clean the kitchen. <laughs> you know, it's just like this is my life. And I'm cooking all the time. And, and I have a son who's a, a junior in high school. So the homeschooling thing is challenging just getting him up in the morning and trying to convince him that it actually is a school day i don't even know uh, how moms are doing it like the idea of having to school children right now i just can't even imagine it oh i know and i mean i've only got one i I don't know how these people are doing it that have lots of kids Mm -hmm. at home i mean because really it's hard to convince them that this is that this is a normal school day because it's anything but you know but the show must go on they got you know they got to keep going Right. And learning, but it's it's very it's hard without any kind of structure for sure. Well, I've also been doing a lot of cooking too, and it's not been great for my waistline, but it's been fun and keeping my mind off things. I, I know I've gained like five pounds. <laughs> I call it the Corona Ten. I'm I'm wondering if I'm going to go up to ten pounds. Um, <laughs> I think we're all going to come out of this a little heftier. Yeah, I know, but uh, basically it's okay. You know, we're just uh, we got a great pad and and. We actually had my stepsons over for dinner last night. We ordered out and everybody's, I have this thing where we all stay in the driveway and we put lawn chairs out and trays and everybody stays six feet apart and um, we deliver it in gloves. We put the food on the, the things with gloves and we're very safe. Right. And we've started this whole thing about having dinner and drinks in the driveway six to eight feet apart. So, Yeah, you know, it's been interesting. I feel like we've all kind of thought of ways to to connect with each other. I've been doing so much Zoom work lately. Like I feel like I'm always on Zoom with family or friends or whatever. Um, it's been exactly. Um, I, it's also, I also saw that video you guys did uh, for, um, was it Young and the Restless? or? Um, yes. The- yes, that was their idea. You know, it's kind of interesting because everybody is, what's it called? I guess it's pivoting. Everybody's trying to like pivot and, and do things to keep the audience engaged and keep them interested and in showing a different side of the actors, which you know, it's like, why not? Why sure. not do something different, you know? Yeah. Is there any word as to when uh, the soaps might get back into business? I know, uh, who really knows? But have you guys, I don't know, speculated at all? Um, I think uh, they're trying to figure out, production is trying to figure out um, legally and with the union what they can do, because this is uncharted territory. So... I think they're just basically trying to figure it out what they can do. Um, there, there might be waivers. I mean, just as far in general, I think there's going to be a lot of waiver signing. 
Yeah. You know, when people say they can't sue if they happen to get sick or something because, you know, yeah. people want to work. And I think a lot of people will sign those waivers. Would you be scared to go into work? I suppose soaps is a little bit safer in the fact that it's a controlled environment. It's not like you're out out in the wild. Um, I, I don't know, honestly, yeah. how I feel about that, because I'm not sure how safe it would be that you're you're talking about you're dealing with a, at least 100 people a day with, right. on a set at least. And you're in pretty close proximity. So, you know, it's not going to happen in the next month, I wouldn't think, but maybe sometime this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of soaps, Eileen, you have two daytime Emmys. Uh, are you looking at them during this quarantine? Where do you keep the Emmys? Uh, they're in my office. And I've been spending a lot of time in my office. Um, so I see them on a daily basis. Um, yeah, so right. that's it. They're in my office. Um, well, I got to tell you, I got so many questions from soap fans and fans of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, I loved you on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I miss you terribly. I know you're going to be making an appearance or two, I think, this season, right? You know, as far as I know, um, I definitely filmed a couple times, but you're never sure what's going to make. The, a, lot, a couple of the housewives came to when my husband's movie premiered. Okay. And uh, they filmed that. But I'm not sure if that's going to make it into the season itself. How were? But I was at I was at a party of Kyle's, and I'm I'm sure that will be seen. Was it messy? You know, it was interesting going back. You know, it yeah. feels like like if you if you ever left high school a year early or something, and then you went back to visit everybody, it's like they're still your, your friends, but everybody's kind of moved on in different directions. Sure, sure. You know, so it was it was kind of an interesting thing to walk back into drama. I'm like, oh, drama, oh. <laughs> Oh my God. It's so weird. Yes. Um, you know, so yeah, it's like, cause you know, usually you go to a party and there's not drama except when it's housewives parties and sure. there's always drama. So that was, that was an interesting kind of uh feeling for sure. How, how were you approached initially to do housewives? Was it, uh, I, I think you came on with, was it Rena that you came on with or how were you? Uh-huh. Okay. So you guys were friends from back in the day. Yes, we worked together, and I knew her before we worked together because she went out with somebody that was on a show I was on. Um, but I wasn't approached through that. I was actually approached through um, a woman that had – this is the strangest story, how random life can be. This woman approached me because she had been a fan of mine um, when she was living, I believe, in Belgium. And I was on a soap for only one year called Santa Barbara that was huge over mm. there. And she remembered me from the 90s being on that show. And she looked me up and saw that I had I'd known certain people on the on the housewives and that I had kids and um, I was married. And she, um, I guess, pitched me or, or asked them. I don't know. It's like one of those weird, random things. And then my husband and I went in and 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 uh, met at the producers. And, and a couple of months later, I got a call while I was driving saying, you know, would you be interested in being on the show? I had pretty much written it off because a couple of months had gone by. Yeah. Uh, do you find, speaking of fans of the show, do you find there's a similarity between like soap fans? And I know we say like housewives are sort of modern day soaps in, in a way. I, of course, we still have scripted soaps. But do you find the fans are similar? Because I feel like housewives fans were just as kind of crazed as uh, traditional scripted soap fans. Oh, more so. Really? More so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um they they have uh, they 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 seem to have a much more um, um, investment in it, and they seem to be a lot more vocal 
Right. I mean, the, the things that happen on on, so on, on Twitter is just obscene. Ugh, I know. I, I see some of the things that people tweet, like housewives and Bravo people, and it's sometimes so upsetting to just see what people think is okay to say to other people. It's it's fascinating. It really it really was extremely fascinating, and 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 way more over the top than soap fans. Right. Um, probably because, you know, they're attacking you personally. A, a soap opera fan is attacking a character you play mm. for the most part, unless they're just a wackadoodle and then, you know, all bets are off. Right. But, you know, otherwise, soap, uh, Housewives uh, reality star fans are attacking you as a person. Yeah. And um, it's, it's very twisted. It's a very strange experience because um, some of it's produced, some of it's not. The audience doesn't know what is and what isn't. And a lot of the time, the reality people don't either. And um, it's like being in that show. I, I told people when I first joined The Housewives, it's like being in that movie, The Game. It's like, mm. you know, you never know what's going to come out from, from what corner and what's going to greet you and what agenda that person has. It's, it's all very, it took me a long time to kind of recuperate from the whole thing. I can imagine. It's like all of a sudden you're filming and Eden Sassoon comes out of a corner somewhere and just starts yelling at people. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, well, yeah, she was the least of my problems, but um, yeah, for sure. Uh, Can I get your take on just a couple of uh, truly iconic moments on The Housewives that you were involved in? And I think these are kind of moments that are living on. I think of like the Amsterdam dinner. Um, right. where that whole sort of fight went on. And I think that's going to be something that like we remember forever. Like that was such an, uh, an amazing episode of TV scripted or otherwise. Yes. Well, there was nothing scripted about that, right. um, at all. Um, and when I say part of it is produced, I mean, basically they'll focus on something mm-hmm. and then that's where the storyline is. So they, they kind of, you know, will guide it into a certain direction but that's the to this day. I just had this conversation with my sister in law. She's like, "So, did are they did, were they telling you what to say?" I'm like, "Nancy, no. <laughs> These things really happened to me." Um, so, yeah. I mean, who knew? I mean, I did that dinner was so crazy. First of all, they you know you're you're usually sleep deprived when these things happen. Mm-hmm. When you're on a trip, they take you right off the plane. You do not get any downtime, and they put you in the situation. So, I mean, who knew what was going to happen? I had no idea. None. And it was just kind of shocking. Plus, you're in a public place. Mm. It's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Right. Um, and people start screaming at you. But, I mean, I, I'm as shocked as anybody to find out that that scene has become iconic with the whole beast thing and how dare you. You beast. I know that it's perfect. Your line reading, I know it's not scripted, but your, your uh, <laughs> delivery of that is perfection. I sh- who knew? I mean, honestly, I tell people that that my husband says that because my mother-in-law says that, and I hear it from him. If we're having a fight, he'll how dare you? So it's kind of been ingrained in me. Right. And um, yeah, I mean, I just couldn't believe she was calling me a beast. Who calls somebody a beast? <laughs> I always wondered. Like, I, there must have been footage that was left on the cutting room floor of that because there's so much happening. I feel like I don't know. There wasn't. She, she just called me a beast and I never understood why I was like, what if I, what did I ever do to this woman? I really was never sure. Um, you know, so who knows? Do you, um, how are you and Kim now? Like, do you, have you seen her since? Are you guys fine? I saw her briefly. I saw her briefly at Kyle's party in November. Okay. Okay. Uh, what about the scene with Erica Jane, where Erica sort of loses it on you. You had spoken, and and I don't think you were meaning to say anything offensive, but Erica just took it a different way. What was going through your head uh, through that moment? Was it in Dubai, I believe? I think it was Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Okay, right. Right. 
I should know that. Um, but, know that, Dan. I know, I know. <laughs> um, my brain's sort of mush these days. I feel like I'm. Know, my brain is mush. Um, but what was going through your mind that scene? Because that was that's another moment. I know it's another moment. Um, I don't. You know what was going? I was just kind of shocked because I mean, I you know, I don't know. I felt like I was always trying to be rational about these things, and um, it kind of blew up in my face. Yeah. You know, because clearly I didn't mean it the way it came off, but all of a sudden it became like a bigger deal than it was just more like, you know, I felt even though Dorit and I were were not necessarily getting along, I, I kind of felt like, you know, can we just let it go? She's apologized. And, you know, she's not like she killed your son. And that was like, oh, and then also it became completely something else. And all of a sudden I was the villain. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> What, what, there are good news and peace. <laughs> so many of these moments, though, they're very serious topics and very serious th- things that are real life. And uh, fans of the show, we watch them as sort of as if they're scripted. Like I play that moment during my live shows and ever we all laugh at it. We laugh at the sort of absurdity or heightened reality of it. Um, but yeah. when you when you really think about it, these are real people. You know, I don't know if that it's fascinating yeah. to me. It is. And again, that's not scriptive. You know, it's nothing. I, I mean, there's, if, if it was scripted, it would, be, it would have been a lot easier for me to do it because then you're coming into it knowing that you're pretending. It was emotionally hard on me because these things would happen. You wouldn't expect them. It's hard on your body. It's hard on your emotions. And uh, it's difficult to, to deal with when somebody's screaming at you. I don't like being screamed at, sure. you know. <laughs> sure, he does. Yeah. It's, it's, it was crazy. Plus, again, we're jet lagged. We're exhausted. We're kind of like whipped up into a frenzy uh, with all these circumstances. So that's what I mean by when something's produced. It's kind of like um, it's like you're, a perfect storm is created, mm-hmm. and then you're going to see what happens. Right. It was so funny because when I, I was filming with the uh, with them um, after my husband's movie premiered, Seven Days to Vegas, which is avail- available on iTunes and Amazon Prime. Um, yes. I'm in it. It's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. I'm pitching it. Bam. Yeah, please. Um, everyone will watch it. And then uh, it's a fun movie. Everybody will really like it if they have nothing else to do and you don't. So We don't. Uh, we don't. Uh, except for all those amazing people that are, you know, the essential workers. Sure. God love these people. Sure. Um, anyway, so, I mean, I kept thinking that something was supposed to be happening. And really, they all just came and we hung out and nothing happened. I was like, wait. Is this something supposed to happen? Is this some, is, why isn't anybody screaming at each other? <laughs> You're trained. I totally, totally. Um, Erica recently said, actually, speaking of her, that she wants you to come back. I, I believe I read that you said you, you're not interested in coming back full time. Would you ever come back full time? You know, I can't even imagine it yeah. in a million years. I just, I don't know. It's just a whole different thing. I just, no. Yeah. It's just it's just not for me. But uh, the, um I appreciate that. The final moment that I want to ask you about is when Brandy threw the wine. Now this was right. such an insane moment. I can't even no, remember I was only on the show two weeks when that happened. Oh my god. What were what did you were you like, get me out of here? I don't want to film this. I anymore. was. I was like I was like, I cannot believe this is like when you when I was deciding to be on the show, I was you know, told, oh, you know, these things won't happen. Don't worry about that. It's not that kind of a thing. And then it happened to me. And I was like, okay, really? Really? Yeah. Um, And there's a lot of stuff that was went on that never made it because they, it was really kind of weird. I I don't think I can even legally talk about it still. Now I want to know. I know, sorry. Um, But it it was kind of, um, you know, Brandy was the villain. Yeah. And I really didn't understand how reality worked 
necessarily. You know, people are a certain way. Now, remember, not everybody's willing to go that route. So that was a choice she made. Mm. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, she and I have since made amends, you know. I saw her at um, a Watch What Happens Live reunion in L.A., and she was avoiding me because she figured I hated her. And I just walked up. I said, look, I get it. It's a show. And I, I mean, I'm sorry. It's I don't have any bad feelings towards you. And I don't. I mean, I understand a lot more now that I didn't at the time. And it was kind of like super creepy at the time. Just a lot of underlying things. Yolanda ended up driving me home that night. And because it wasn't even just Brandy doing that. It was feeling like um, I'd kind of been set up or something right. to make something happen. Um you know, it's complicated. Well, it was an interesting thing. I, I feel like Brandy was just trying to make something happen in the scene, but then I don't think she realized it was right. at someone else's expense. Um, and also, I'm I think sure she did. I'm sure she yeah, did. Yeah, I'm sure she did. Yeah. You know, it was uh, really the downfall of her, though. I mean, I think fans kind of started. That was sort of a turning point, I think, with fans. And um, you know, I think we can spot when it's super fakey or when it's not something natural and it just seemed like i don't know out of nowhere yeah yeah um do you watch the show at all like since you left or do you just kind of keep in touch you know with the what? Ladies i haven't watched it but i i wanted i'm going to start watching it i haven't watched any of it so far i think i'm it's three episodes in so i, I decided i want to start i kind of needed a clean break when i left yeah. and I'm, I'm kind of um wanting to go back in and seeing what the girls are up to you know the good. funny thing is i have a lot of really um loving feelings towards like Kyle and Lisa and, and, and Erica. Um, I love those girls. I mean, it's like we were in a war together. So I have like a, a, a bond with them on a certain level, but you know, they're still in that world and I'm not. So it's just been kind of different. Sure. Sure. Um, I wondered, uh, a lot of people asked me to ask you this, uh, your thoughts on any of the dog stuff with LVP or, or did you follow any of that? I mean, I know you didn't watch the show, but did you follow any of it that was going on? I didn't, um, I didn't follow any of it. Yeah. I didn't. Probably smart. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I don't really know. I know there was some kind of a thing and, and I, I, I'm just, I'm not shocked at all. I'm not shocked at all about any of the, of the two faced stuff that, that, uh, Oh, interesting interesting no i wouldn't be shocked at all i don't want to i don't know if i want to follow up that question because every time we talk <laughs> about you know it's a as i'm sure you know online it can be very aggressive right. yeah i know which is unfortunate because it, it was a, a reason why a lot of stuff doesn't get said that should get said which is unfortunate yeah, I think people, you know, I notice that there's certain housewives and there's certain people in this kind of world that if you say anything, it's just you get a lot of aggression back in all forms on Instagram, on Twitter, on all this stuff. And, you know, I didn't even... That's what I'm talking about at the beginning. That people are right. way more invested. And they also think they, they know these people and, and they don't. They don't. Um, you know, that's it. But, you know, whatever. It's just I was there. I saw things. I know things. Everybody does. And um, enough said. Yeah. Ah, oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, uh, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but 
migrating is going to be a headache. But Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic. Um, okay, I have some questions that people wrote in. These are all about all sorts of stuff. So Brooke Hogan wants to know, is Victor Newman a good kisser? Brooke Hogan wants to know, is he a good kisser? I haven't kissed him in years. Oh, my God. I want to know, I mean. Oh my god! What kind of a question is that? After everything we just talked about, <laughs> um, what's a good kisser? Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's like as far as an actor is concerned, a good kisser is somebody that doesn't try to stick his tongue in your mouth, um, and doesn't try to take advantage of the situation, and just you know, yeah, he's a, he's a fine kisser. He's fine. Have you had a lot of those dirt bags like that? Have you had a lot oh, of guys? Sure. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. That's frustrating. Uh, what advice would you give actors? I know soap opera, they always say, is like the best training ground for acting. I mean, you have to learn lines like crazy. Uh, what advice would you give to people? About becoming an actor? Yeah, about becoming an actor. Is there anything you would impart on people? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a totally different world now. Yeah. But the one thing that you can't get around no matter what is is just to learn the craft and study your ass off. You know, that's always going to be the truth, no matter how much the business changes. It's about knowing what you're doing and being professional because word will get around if you're not a professional. Right, right. I've just been, you know, somebody just doesn't perform the, the way they should, meaning just in a professional manner with being on time or knowing their lines. They definitely will be taken into consideration the next time if they will be hired or not. It just is how it is. Yeah, you know, kindness goes a long way, I think, and people can... Yes, very true. And treat people with respect. Right. Uh, Mar says, uh, why do you think Young and the Restless has stood the test of time? And also to let you know that her 92-year-old grandma, Laura, watches daily. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, I think with with all soaps, well, maybe I don't know, because I don't watch them either. But I think Young and Restless is definitely dealing with... um, the same families they were dealing with 
30, 40 years ago, you know, and these families are still present. That's crazy. So um, I think to a certain degree, um, it's a passed down tradition and kind of becomes part of your life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you get addicted. I mean, even with Housewives, I feel like we've been watching so many years now that it is it has become sort of a fabric uh, of our of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well said. Laura wants to know if you're going to do any more movies. Uh, I know you just said you're working on a screenplay right now. Anything else we could see you in? Yeah. Well, I mean, I just I did Seven Days of Vegas, my husband's movie. Um and I just finished a Christmas movie with Michael Pere. Ah, I love a Christmas we, movie. I know. I'm not sure exactly when it's going to be out. And they're, they're working on changing the name right now. It's very sweet. I just saw it last week. It's very, very sweet. Um, and I was supposed to start a movie in July, but because of the pandemic, I'm not quite sure how we're going to do that. You know, so, yeah. but yeah, I'm hopefully, hopefully going to be doing more of those kind of things. I've been really enjoying it. And I pop into Young and Restless now and again. Is it, so a, is it a weird shift to go from uh, television to film? I mean, especially no. soap? No. No. Yeah. I've yeah. never felt that way about it. I've always felt like acting is just acting. It just depends on where you're doing it. Right. Um, so that's always been my approach. You're such an amazing pro. I mean, so many of your soap opera scenes, too, I feel like live on in, in meme form. I know I posted clips of you on, on the soaps that are just uh, amazing. And it's, I don't know, you're amazing. Oh, thank you. I'm having fun. Oh, good. Um, Elizabeth Round wants to know if you have uh, any clever memorization hacks uh, to memorize all the lines. You know, I kind of stumbled into one years and years ago, and then I've talked to other actors about it. And it's really, if if you're doing some kind of cardio, like if you're on the elliptical or the bike, you tend to memorize better. And then I happened to see something online where some doctor was talking about um, when you're exercising and memor- and and trying to memorize something, you're, it does something with your brain, and um, so it would help me memorize. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know something to do with the rhythm of it too. Because when you're, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just know. It, it, tell everybody to Google it because it's not just for acting. If you have something else that you're working on, it's supposed to uh, it's supposed to kind of sharpen your 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 brain. I love that. Um, maybe it's part of the whole um, uh, uh, endorphin thing. I don't know. Yeah, right. Right. I need to go hop on a bike or something after this because I just right. I haven't worked out in a week and it's just bad. Anyway, uh, Blaine Blaine wants to know if you smoked hookah since Dubai. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> but that was very funny. Oh uh, god, we had some really really fun times on that show. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. I, I always hear from people on the shows that it's like there's a lot of fun that goes on outside of all the drama. Yeah. Um, Eileen, I'm asking all my guests this. Well, I have two questions I ask every guest. Number one is, what's your favorite Mariah Carey song? Do you have one? Yeah. <laughs> my favorite Mariah Carey song? <laughs> you can say the Christmas one. <laughs> I was going to say the Christmas one because it's a classic. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, okay. The second one is, we're living in kind of crazy times right now. A lot of people are struggling <laughs> Uh, and stressed, and I wondered if there's a piece of advice, life advice, a quote, or something that you hold on to in really tough times that you could impart to the people listening that might help them get through this really uh, kind of tough and uncharted territory. Jeez, you know, I think just as a rule of thumb, I just try to practice some form of gratitude, even when it seems like there's not much to be grateful for. I mean, that's just always my go-to. In the simple, you can say a million different things, but I, I guess... It's just to try to remember to be grateful, just to be alive. Um, I mean, you know, 
I, I don't know what else to say. And again, I'm so grateful to everybody who's out there literally putting their lives mm-hmm. on the line so that we can get groceries. I, I mean, I look, at, I look at people much differently now. I don't mm-hmm. take anybody for granted. I guess it's more about being grateful about those kind of things, you know, and, and the healthcare workers and oh, so many people that are, you know. Yeah, everyone who's working right now. I know I, I get the other day when I had to go to the grocery store, I literally got chills because the people that were working there were so nice. And I'm thinking, like, I don't know that I'd be that nice if I was working in this kind of climate at the grocery store. Oh, yeah. And I was that's, just. That's a, a, lot, a lot of people are creepy to them. Mm hmm. So I try to be, ex- I try to be extra, extra nice to these people who are just doing their job and possibly risking their lives mm-hmm. which you might think would be like a silly thing to say but it actually is for real i agree yeah and I, you're right there are creepy people i saw some people just not respecting boundaries you know that's stressful now to go no. to the grocery store it's people aren't it always is. respecting the boundaries and well that gets yeah. it's, it's either a pandemic or it's not mm-hmm. but you can't you can't just sometimes wear the mask and sometimes not i don't get it yeah I, it's, I mean, we're getting a lot of mixed messaging from the top, I think. And, yeah, that's true, too. You know, um, Eileen, this was so wonderful to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking the time. I loved watching you on Housewives. And I just oh, I thank you for entertaining us for so many years. And, and I, also, I do want to say there are, there are definitely facets of it that I miss. And um, I, I, I tr- I'll treasure my experience on that show. I don't want to sound like I was negative about it. I'll no. actually treasure it forever because it was it was so unusual. And again, I, I have a real love for a lot of people behind and in front of the cameras from that show. And I think those moments are going to live on forever. Uh, Eileen, where, um, where can people find you on social media? And then also, I want to remind everyone to watch your film on Amazon, iTunes, all over the place, Seven Days in Vegas. Yeah, Seven Days in Vegas. It's a terrific movie. got great reviews. Um, you know, it's, I think it's Eileen Davidson official. All right. Something. We're all going to follow you. Done. We're all going to watch. Anything else you want to plug? Oh, I just, you know, you, you social media people, don't be mean. You know, don't I be know. mean. Don't be mean to either of us. <laughs> Anyone. Yeah, don't exactly. Be don't, be mean to, don't be mean to Danny and me. Right. I know. I, it is crazy. I, I see it a lot with Housewives. And, and particularly, I think Beverly Hills Housewives gets it even more than I think a lot of the other franchises. And I'm not sure what really? it is exactly. Oh, yeah. I think Beverly Hills... Sure. So much tamer than the other Housewives franchises. I know. I don't get what it is, Eileen, at all. I don't. I have some theories, but okay. it's strange to me. Beverly Hills Housewives. I, I think, you know, New York. Trolls. Can, a lot of trolls. A lot of trolls, and it's it's like we're all trying to watch this for entertainment and to take our mind off our lives. And I know people want to vent online, but it, it can be a little bit much sometimes. So let's all yeah, be nice to know, each other. And thank God for blocking, which I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a pro at that now. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good. All right, Eileen, thank you so much. Stay safe. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that 
thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com.